Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to a podcast with me, Dave, and another thing, and Travis. We're going to be talking about the Great Reset, World War III, the fourth turning, and what is next for the U.S. of A. Hashtag Red Pill. Pennsylvania boy, pretty much been raised as a rush baby. Uh, consider myself uh, America first. You can call me a bit of a McCarthyist, some stuff. Um, been studying things like uh, the fourth turning, uh, Great Reset, and just seeing what's coming up here, and uh, not too thrilled. Yeah, scary times. Well, my name's Dave, Dave Smith. I'm an open-minded, left-leaning person, but I do not vote Democrat. I have rescinded my card. I am now a registered member of the People's Party. They don't take any corporate money, so I urge everybody to look into the People's Party, www.peoplesparty.org. Check out what they got going on, and if you're down with what we're doing, then you can help even just by spreading the word and posting stuff on the on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, just get the word out. Uh, they're now on the ballot. In, they made it over the first hurdle. They're in the ballot in uh, 15 states. Nice. So pretty cool. Are they over the hurdle over in your state? I'm in California. Yep. Nice. Awesome. Well, let's jump into it, man. Yeah, buddy. You want to start us off here? For sure. So, um, you know, I sympathize with all human beings, right? I'm anti-war in every yeah. case. I don't want any country bombed. I don't want anybody killed. And what kills me about the current situation is the virtue signaling, right? Like people are acting like uh, like the U.S. has no dirt, has no bones in our closet. And, you know, Putin bad, uh, Zelensky good. Like it's that simple, right? Nothing is that simple. Nothing on earth is completely black and white. There's always a gray area and history always plays a role. No moment exists in a vacuum, right? Something led yeah. up to every occasion. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Not that I'm saying I am pro Russia, I am not pro Ukraine, I am not pro either side. I see it as pretty much here. There's two dirty sides doing dirty things back forth. Granted, one was Same. more of the aggressive, but I, I, I see it as dirt on dirt back and forth. And the U.S. of course, as they typically do, try to fund this war, push it. And um, while still trying to play the whole I'm not touching you game. Right. I mean, come on. We just uh, we've been sending them weapons since basically since the 90s. Right. And we yeah. just recently signed a 13 billion dollar aid package. And what that means, people think aid foreign aid. That means weapons. That means bombs, tanks, guns. That means, you know, supporting death and encouraging death, um, not freedom. Right. Um, yeah, I just I just looked up a statistic because I was doing a podcast the other day, and in 2021, the U.S. government gave out 152 billion dollars worth of aid. Um, Shit. and what is it? 3.3 billion um in military aid to Israel, 500 million for anti-missile def defense for missile defense meaning you don't know if that's missiles or anti-missile hardware. And, yeah. then this is, and then this is the clincher. Five million in humanitarian relief. Wait for it. For oh, migrants to Israel. Not for people oh, who have been... So if you want to move to Israel, there's five million dollars of U.S. money to help you do that. But it's not to help people who have been displaced. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, so, so once you again, have idea, so do you know exactly as far as uh, when you said for foreign aid in uh, Israel when immigration, do you have any idea what in particularly involving with the uh, immigration that is exactly going to war? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it was, uh, but it blew my mind to think, you know, uh, I, you know, because I've studied that once again, I'm, 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 a, I'm all about like humanitarian efforts on the real, but not, you know, not with weapons that, you know, weapons yeah. don't help people grow food, you know, um, so it just, it hurt my heart to hear that 5 million towards people moving towards Israel when I've learned that there was an 800,000 people were displaced and have, have not had the right to return. And that's all they want is the right to return. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. those people are brown, so we don't care about them, apparently. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't even take care of your own. How are you going to take care of others at this point? It seems like we're just displacing ourselves, if anything. Absolutely. And, and that kind of gets us into the Great Reset, right? Like, Americans can't afford a $400 emergency, um, is living paycheck to paycheck, like 400 400 bucks like that your brakes go out you're screwed right yeah um you know there's 500,000 homeless people every night in 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 the united states it's it's an epidemic and uh where's that 13 billion dollars to help our country i'm all about america first and some people might think that we're like nationalistic by saying that no 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 i'm saying yeah with a surplus, we could help other countries, but let's start here. Let's start yeah. here. Flint, Michigan still doesn't have drinkable water for how many years? Yeah, what has that been since like 2013 or something like that? I think so. And, um, and, and that was intentional, right? This guy intentionally switched the water source to something that he knew was gonna be bad, but they did it anyway. And that in, that in turn led to lead poisoning of countless number of children. And lead poisoning is not reversible. It's it's the second strongest neurotoxin next to mercury. So yeah. these kids are screwed. These kids are screwed for the rest of their lives. It's going to be like a like a wave of crack babies or something, you know? Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, I might be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure for ever since what 2013, when uh, this whole uh, issue with their water over in Flint, Michigan has happened. Um, those people have still been paying taxes to get water that they cannot use that has been nothing but distraughting them. Correct. And they have to go to some, you know, city center or whatever to get bottled water to drink in their home in the United States of America. So third world country status right here in the good old U.S. of A. And then we could get into Detroit, Chicago, I mean, you know, crumbling infrastructure and just i don't know man i think looking at the great I, reset it looks like it's by design yeah at this point i would say it's a controlled collapse at this point yeah i can get i understand the whole give way to you know not necessarily say that it's malice or it's intention and that people are being stupid but after just so long of just yanking someone's change and just going oops eventually you just have to come to the conclusion that maybe they're in this like they're playing a different game than uh what most people think they are a lot of people just right. think oh wow we're incompetent we can't get things done or maybe you know play dumb and you know milk that vote Right, exactly. Like George Bush is a prime example. People are like, oh, he's a bumbling idiot. Come on, man. 
come on. Yeah. He's from like royal. He's from U.S. royalty. You know, even if he was stupid, he had brilliant people in his cabinet as experts on everything. He was no, he was shrewd and he had a plan. And his daddy announced the plan to us. It was called the New World Order. And he said, yeah, you know, it might it might take a while. But when we're successful and we will be. I mean, he said it with the most ruthless confidence you can imagine. And here's a guy who used to be the head of the CIA, right? So he conducted yeah. the most heinous things. He was in charge of the most heinous things you can imagine. So that's another thing that kills me is people are like, Putin's a bad guy. Okay, well, maybe he is. But we've got plenty of bad guys right here that we've had as president. And George Bush Sr. would be on the top of the list, right? Prescott Bush, the, the whole family. Is, a, is an evil crime family syndicate. Prescott Bush, granddaddy Bush, was selling oil to the Nazis as mobile oil head. And uh, Congress mandated that he stop, and he didn't. Kept selling oil to the Nazis. If he would have stopped that oil supply, the Nazi war machine would have come to a screeching halt. So there's that. Then uh, Daddy yeah. Bush um, was uh, implicit in the Iran-Contra scandal, which was uh, smuggling cocaine into this country through Panama, um, shutting down our U.S. defense system, flying 3.1 tons of plane of, of cocaine per plane load in an ex-CIA plane into Mena, Arkansas, when, wait for it, Bill Clinton was governor, you know? And then that coke got distributed to 10 U.S. cities and welcome to the crack epidemic. Hello. Then they sold that coke to U.S. citizens and took that money uh, and funded, you know, bought weapons and shipped, sent them down to Nicaragua and El Salvador so that we could support rebel groups that were overthrowing a democratically elected government. So that's yep. evil of the highest degree, right? Then well, you got on top of little juniors. Sure they also... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I said, on top of that, I'm pretty sure, didn't they off the guys that were flying it across to cover up their tracks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, proxy oh, yeah. or the cartel? Barry Seal. Barry Seal was assassinated. Yep. And on top of that, and, I got to uh, say, all that just rhymes with the war on terror and us sending troops over to guard poppy fields. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. now, welcome to the opioid epidemic. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you dig into it, the reason the Vietnam War went on so long is because the CIA was smuggling heroin, opium out of out of what's called the Golden Triangle, Laos, Cambodia and Thailand. That was the leading region, leading, leading producing region of opium and heroin in the world. Wait for it until our military got to Afghanistan. Now, Afghanistan produces 90 percent of the world's heroin. And what is mm -hmm. the best way to 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 you know, to fill your coffers for, for uh, illegal, illicit stuff that Congress won't fund? Smuggling drugs. That'll pretty much fund any war for you. Right. And then and it, it runs so deep. I just watched a program on this, uh, 1995, the MENA connection. I urge everybody to, to, look, to watch that. It's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour documentary. Don't take my word for it. Watch this, the MENA connection, 1995. Um, so the guy that broke the story about Iran-Contra, Gary Webb, was a reporter from the San Jose Mercury News. Yeah, well, he was suicided. You know, he shot himself in the back of the head with a nail gun twice. That second time, that must have been really hard, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, it yeah, seems so, to be a, a bit of an epidemic at this point with people that have run their course. Oh, right, exactly. And then, but then you've got the money laundering, right? It, you know, so the CIA could not have, could not fill their coffers with this blood money and, and drug money if they didn't have bankers on their side, right? So it, through my investigation, I found out the, C, the CIA actually was part owners in a bank, right? And really? E of A was implicit in in laundering drug money. So there's these huge entities. And meanwhile, throughout that whole scandal, you know, Reagan's up there saying, just say no to drugs. Like, really, dude? Really? Wow. Just say no, as he's smuggling tons of cocaine, like probably the most addictive drug in the world, right? Like heroin's really, really addictive, but cocaine is instantly addictive. Like 20 minutes later, I want more. You know, yep. and, and riddle me this people that know about drugs will know this, but a lot of people don't know. So I'm going to, so I'm going to break it down. So if you have a gram of cocaine and you cook that up into what was called freebase, which was the precursor to crack, crack is freebase yep. with added, added a cut, basically bogus products added into it to fluff it up, makes it more. But at first it was just straight, pure rock right 100 pure cocaine freebase so that's that you know that's what hit the streets first now if you take a gram of cocaine and cook it up into freebase you get 25 percent of your original product riddle me this how could they take eight an 80 dollar gram of coke cook that up into a quarter gram of rock and then sell that rock for 20 bucks the only way you can do that is if you have an abundance of coke right um Right. There was a at the at the end of that scandal, there was actually a uh, warehouse in South Central Los Angeles that was busted by LAPD and it was being guarded by military MPs. They found 20 tons of cocaine in there. Jeez, man. This right? is all within the uh, documentary you said you were watching in 1995. Yeah, you, well. Most of it's out of that, but, um, you know, I've watched everything I can find on the subject because it's just, it's the darkest thing to me. So it, it shows that beyond a shadow of a doubt shows to me that no, the government is not your daddy. They don't love you. They're not taking care of you. They don't give a shit. You're a number. And in most cases, if you're not on their side, then you're in the way enter, you know, enter, enter fluoride in our water, um, GMOs in our food, right? On and on yep. and on. Well, and to circle back to you, I mean, to circle back to what you were saying earlier um, with this being a controlled collapse, uh, and you, I know you mentioned uh, about Bush's pretty much being one big royal crime family. I mean, you have to think about it. On top of all of that, the skull and crossbone, um, you yeah. know, you had that same group was who was running against uh, President Bush in the uh, in his second term, John Kerry, same person, also go. in there with him. So you really don't have as much of a choice as you want. You get to pick your right. favorite time. So there you go. You, so you can right. So are you going to choose evil or evil, right? And yeah, my, exactly. my, I got a great analogy for that. Like you know, when you leave a concert, does it matter which hallway, which doorway you go out? No, they all lead to the same hallway, which then leads to the main exit door, right? So yeah. Our two-party system is basically that, the illusion of choice, but you only get to pick for pe from people who are in the club, 
right? Yeah. I mean, come on, Bernie Sanders was filling stadiums. I went and saw him speak in San Francisco. There must have been 20,000 people there. Hillary Clinton could not fill a bedroom. How did she win? Oh, it, you know, the DNC was busted throwing that primary. But that just went yeah, away. We're, yeah, we're stuck with that. Something similar over here in uh, Pennsylvania on the Republican side of the ticket. Main, uh, a couple main people that are running. Uh, I think we have, if I'm not mistaken, two of them. Uh, one is Doug. I forget how you pronounce his last name. Uh, but the way you get in with a, a special election is the party picks. Right. And so at that point, really, everyone that is set in front of you, it doesn't matter where you're coming down on primaries for the most part, all the way down into the general. If it's already picked mm -hmm. for you, you really don't have all right. that much of a say in everything, do you? That's it. And those people would not be picked unless they were going to toe the line of a certain agenda. Mm-hmm. It's really despicable. And then we then we get to little baby Bush, right? The most recent who people were like, oh, he's an idiot. He's no, he was not an idiot. Are you kidding me? And Dick Cheney was running the show behind the scenes. This is the first time in our country's history where the vice president is making decisions and the puppet and the and the president's just out there like a puppet. Right. Like 9-11, for example. He sent George Bush up into Air Force One. Here, go up there where you're safe. And then he went down into a bunker and was calling shots. That's illegal. Yep. He can't do that unless the president is dead. Yep, dead or out of commission. Right. And it, he yep. was neither. He could have been running the show from Air Force One. But no, he was just sitting up there probably having cocktails. Yep, and I'll tell you, I mean, what A, I, I'm got to say, George Bush, despicable. Um, Played, played the role of the useful idiot well. However, I don't think yeah. he was as dumb as he went off to be, as he's been showing more and more of his true colors recently. However, if you look throughout history, um, people who, when they did try to step up and uh, make their own changes and say, no, I'm, I'm done playing this role, I'm changing things, a lot of them get, uh, get whacked. You look at people like the almost assassination of Ronald Reagan, uh, setting up for Bush Sr. to come in through. You look at what happened when uh, you have uh, Kennedy uh, finally wanting to go against the banking system. And who's right next in line? Wilbro Wilson. Yeah. And speaking of um, speaking of Reagan, right, Reagan was trying to normalize relations with Russia. Then, you know, yep. he got shot. And then what did uh, what did Bush Jr. Bush Sr. do? He, you know, sent the CIA on a mission to financially tank. The Soviet Union. So, you know, economic espionage. That's that's how yeah. that country fell. It, it wasn't just them falling apart. We made that happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and just think, all that, and we were getting so close to a denuclearized world. Where they right. were ready to go right. and say, if you get rid of it, I'll get rid of mine. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't know how you are, how old you are, but I'm 54, so I remember nuclear drills in high school where they're told you to duck and cover and just get under a desk not because it's going to save you or help you but because then there won't be people running around trying to live and you know good luck you're not going to live anyway yep yeah uh i'm 30 i have no memory of that uh however my father has told me plenty of stories of learning duck and cover song doing the drills and how you know i always found it hilarious how everyone is uh 
scared our days of, you know, the old saying about how, you know, my father's generation had to walk up hill both ways just to get to school. Our generation yeah. uh, uh, said about AR-15s, and my dad, in the meantime, is learning how to block a nuclear bomb using his uh, yeah. book and his desk. Yeah, exactly. And and on a on a factual note, there, people in Japan, you know, when we dropped the only two nuclear bombs ever dropped, and we dropped them on a civil uh, civilian population. Well, the people yep. that fled to the bomb shelters, they were just basically cremated inside of a bomb shelter. Yeah, you can't get out at that point. No, there You're is no escape. You know, if you see a flash a of a bomb, drive drive towards it. Yeah. Yeah, at that point, you know, and then, there's a certain zone where it's either there's the blast rate vaporize you, there's a, a radiation radius where you will pretty much uh, either die quickly of radiation poisoning or a slow death of some form of cancer, and then there's a middle part where you just melt. So, if, unless right. if you and are also in between those, yeah, unless if you're outside the third ring of radiation, you're you're pretty much getting screwed for a painful death. Because the quicker you can get to the middle, the better. Right. Of course, One thing I learned recently is that outside the um, outside the vaporization and outside the burn ring, there will be projectiles. Every broken window will be hurling little pieces of glass at 500 miles an hour. People will be turned into missiles flying at 500 miles an hour. So you're going to get impaled by all kinds of stuff, branches off of trees, windows, construction material, blah, 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 right? Yeah, and all that gets blown up and stays up in the atmosphere for a while and then starts raining down on you too. And then, create the a, and then creates a nuclear there. winter where we can't grow crops. Yep. Yeah, so I think what, there is no winter. Drop of about ten degrees. Yeah, there is no win winter in a nuclear war. Um, that's a fallacy, you know. Hey, yeah. I want to give a shout out to. We got a few listeners here. Vader, what's up? Israel and Evil, what's going on, people? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, but back to uh to baby Bush, right? So, you know. So all three generations, the Bushes are guilty of crimes against humanity, war crimes, right? Like uh, Dick Cheney had a plan to invade Iraq before 9-11. And so 9-11 was just the green light to go ahead with an already existing agenda. And I don't know if yep. you've heard of the um, project for the new American century. Uh, it does not ring a bell. Sure, it's not all that okay. much of a different from the other stuff. Right. It's a think tank of, you know, all the people that were players in 9-11, basically. Paul Wolfowitz, Dick Cheney, a bunch of other guys. And this is a doctrine that they had printed out. So you can still find it online. They had it printed out saying, you know, that basically we need to maintain U.S. hegemony. And the way that we're going to do that is to dominate and control the remaining resources of the planet. So. You look at every battle that we've been in, we've never defended a country that's main export is broccoli, right? It's always oil or natural gas or lithium, right? Like I come to find yeah. out Afghanistan has a ton of lithium. And the real reason we went to Afghanistan was because of Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan has a huge oil reserve and an even huger natural gas reserve. So the whole reason for the Afghan war was what's called the TAPI pipeline. Um, from Turkmenistan, 
all the way through Afghanistan to India. And every battle that you've ever heard about in Afghanistan is along that pipeline to clear the pipeline route, right? Mm-hmm. And we're guarding it the whole again, entire can, time. Yeah. And once again, you can see maps of this pipeline online. It's the TAPI pipeline. So, yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. And the first casualty of truth is always war. So, you know, like, like you said previously, I'm not on the side of Russia and I'm not on the side of Ukraine. I'm on the side of let's sit down and have a negotiation so no people have to die. Yep. But, I mean, honestly, but I recently our Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, honestly, I understand uh, redrawing some uh, border maps in there because from everything I hear, it sounds like most part of uh, Western Ukraine does want to be a part of Russia and reform the uh, old former Soviet Union. Uh, however, a lot of this just looks like simply Putin trying to put his foot right to the starting line for what might be coming down the line in about a month or so. Um, and that's, I mean, I, you're not going to get a great reset. You're not going to get a one world government without uh, breaking a couple of eggs. And um, ultimately, the best way you do that is war. War is a game of resources. That's right. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, right? And those eggs, in this case, are human lives. Like, oh, well, cost of doing business. Yep. And uh, I mean, I I'm not sure how familiar are you with the uh, fourth turning? I'm not familiar. Please uh, enlighten me. Uh, okay. Hang tight. I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, hang tight, listeners. We'll get to your messages there. I see them in a minute, but I just want to let Travis wrap up this point here. Yeah. So, uh, basic study. Um, the guy's last name is Howie. Um, was a co-author of a book called The Fourth Turning. Studying American generations, and so you go through periods of time where everything's good, kind of like the 50s. Obviously, it's not great for everybody, all in all involved, but in general, this is kind of a cohesion, a high, and then you start to get into um, what's called uh, the awakening and the unraveling, uh, which build upon each other as far as breaking apart with diversion, and then you get into a crisis period, which pretty much sucks, and these go in about uh 80 to 100 year cycles roughly the exp the expansion of an entire lifetime and so i mean okay. my parents my uh, great parents my great grandparents i'm sorry my grandparents were born uh in our last crisis period so if you look at pretty much 80 years ago we wrapped up world war ii you look at 80 years before that we had a civil war you look at 80 years before that, we were just getting done with the American Revolution. And what happened on December 7th, 2021? We had the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. You look where we're at, and oh, wow. a lot of these people study these things. Crisis always have massive wars. Granted, we have smaller wars like, you know, the War on Terror, the Gulf War, Korean War, uh, Vietnam War. Small wars will go on throughout and out, but as far as massive major wars that ultimately change the trajectory of a country, uh, it looks yeah. kind of like we might be heading into something awful. So um, the, the author has his block uh, separated out differently as far as going from a, a high to an awakening, a unraveling, and uh, 
a crisis. He says our crisis started at the uh, crash of 08. Um, due to the fact that it can go from about uh, 20 year blocks to about um, here. Yeah, 20 year blocks to about 25 to 30. Some can be a little longer, some can be a little shorter than the others. Um, not mm-hmm. set in stone, but it can go from, like I said, 80 to 100 years. I peg this yeah. as if you look at um, when World War II wrapped up, take this all the way back. It looks like our crisis started once uh, COVID broke out, not just something that you know affected one country, but racked the entire world. And it's ultimately, like we said before, about creating this controlled collapse into uh, something else. It looks like we're just setting the stage at this point where they've continually tried again. You've had before, you know, right now it's called the Great Reset. Before it was called the New World Order, you know, all the way back into our founding fathers. It was very open, called the Illuminati. Uh, And so you look at where we're at now. It's just simply crisis or a point where we can go and there's a big change about to happen. And unfortunately, crisis suck and the big uh, factor about it is it involves massive wars, typically some form of economic uh, calamity, um, maybe a depression or a collapse. Who knows? Um, and and the war about the rule about wars is always the biggest weapons are always used in war. And so everybody's automatically probably thinking, oh, nuclear war. We can get into a nuclear shooting war with Russia because it's just the one that we know. But here's the thing. Do you really think the CIA and all the other three-letter agencies and uh, powers that be throughout the rest of the world, do you really think that they honestly don't have anything bigger uh, than nuclear weapons that haven't been quietly developing? I mean, the Manhattan Project, nobody knew entirely what they were working on because it was so compartmentalized. And now you get us to where we are now. Granted, everyone's looking at one thing while completely possibly missing something else. We just came up yeah, with Space well, Force that, what, 2017. Yeah, and that brings me brings brings to mind the mother of all bombs, a conventional yeah. bomb that is horrific in size. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much right? just one giant bomb of fire. How far did they say that bomb stand? Like, what? I, I think it was two, three miles. Yeah, so you basically you could take out the whole downtown of any city, really. Most cities, yeah, you know, set on fire permanently. Well, not permanently, yeah, but you know right. what I mean. Just one big giant fireball. Yeah, let's, let's run through these messages, hear what the people have to say, and then come back to it. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Vladimir farting all up in the motherfucking building. How y'all doing? All right. Always all right. good to have some levity. Got both the joke and the fact for you. My father's generation had Wonder Woman. My generation wonders if it is a woman. <laughs> yeah. That would explain why they have the they're paying or they feel like they gotta pay Ukraine for their oil. I right? shut our oil down. <laughs> Interesting. 